Welcome to the fifth episode of Place and Time, a podcast about rhythm and location. I'm your host, Andy McAllister. My guest for today's podcast is Pedro Cochbeneo, also known as his artist alias Batida, which is Portuguese for beat, making the apt guest for this show. He is a producer, a DJ, a curator and a radio host, amongst many other things. He has released four albums to date, all combining African rhythms from his native Angola with house and techno beats. We had a long chat, and in this, the first part of our conversation, we discussed the city of Lisbon, the spread of African electronic music, sampling, and his somewhat unique live performance instrument. We started by talking about his earliest musical influences. I've been not forced, but I've I've been opting to go back to my teenage life and my childhood because I did a theater piece um, explaining on 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 how did I got to be a DJ at some point and how did DJing kind of save my own life. It's not that the title it would be a, a nice one, but it's not. But um, I remember that my first. Uh, the first music that I heard, it was mostly tapes that I would listen uh, on on family parties, because my family used to to get together for a while. When they got to Portugal, I was still a baby, but my first memories on 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 special occasions like New Year's Eve or something like that or Carnival, it was mostly about hearing Carnival music all the time and that would be a big blend of uh angolan music brazilian music cape verdean music and also portuguese music mostly but also of course uh international it's but that was the thing and then when i started going after my own tastes i remember going after things that were more kind of dance music early dance music a pop music that I could dance to, um, like derivations of Motown's that, that, that I now know that they are, but at the time I didn't. And then when when I look back to how it was to grow up uh, in my context, it was mostly about that, like getting together to dance to this big blend of African, Angolan, Brazilian and Portuguese music. But... Um, that was the thing but at the same time my mother would have records that no other parents would have uh only parents that that, that were coming from the former colonies would have because in portugal due to the the, the, the dictatorship people were really uh into i don't know more uh <laughs> boring music like uh, italian easy listening or um, uh, french uh like easy listening music like uh, nouvelle chanson that that kind of thing um but uh yeah but that that was the thing or eventually some abba records uh, that kind of thing like the like easy disco easy listening everything very easy and smooth and from from the the the, the, the context that I, I came um my mother would have easily in her 
45s, uh, I don't know, Otis Redding, but also Jimi Hendrix. And, 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 and I grew up listening to that. And also the Beatles and all, all, all those forms of uh, derivations of black music, but then experimentation. So, yeah, I was fortunate to grow up like that because most of the kids in Portugal did, wouldn't have access to that kind of music. But also at the same time, like more political music, like um, all the Bob Dylans, but from Portugal and Angola. And uh, I grew up like that. But then when I started picking my own things, I would pick, I don't know, more pop stuff, electronic stuff, because it, it sounded, I don't know, more closer to me. And I remember that my first record that I bought, it was a... Uh, something like uh 19 by Pollard Castle or something like that like a song that was about war it was really like at the time I still even like I don't know I grew up like wondering like why why did I pick that record and I never pointed it on interviews because it was really random but it's not because in the end it's about war and I grew up listening about war and then my first track ever was bazooka which was actually very like a great mix between New Order and Polar Castle. So it was quite obvious where did it, that came from. But I took some years to kind of understand where was I com coming from and where I was heading. So I definitely needed that that connection with my memory, even the, the one that I didn't acknowledge. So yeah, I started from there. So it was this big blend of family music and and getting together music with my own mom's music that was way more experimental and on the left side of things and then my own things going after electronic music because people were dancing to electro at the time when i was 10 and that was the most exciting thing i have ever seen people dancing to electro music break dancing and mixing things and and remixing stuff uh, and using like sentences as as a, as a whole thing, like just repeating, 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 and that somehow connected with me. Only later, when I talked with my mom, because we 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 were from not from Luanda but from Uambo, which is a more central city, and if in Luanda things were more psychedelic and about experimentation. Um, in Wambu, it was more connected with drummings and, and people that were playing drums around the city, kind of a Toto type of situation, uh, hear the drums echoing the night. So so it was it was a mix of this, this connection with more roots uh, music and, and ex experimentation music coming from Luanda, which my family was also part of. So I think this it was this big blend of memories, uh, musical heritage, uh, brought by them and also at the same time the experience of growing up listening to all of them enjoying themselves in such a joyful way and then it kind of faded out because all the adults stopped believing that they could come back to angola uh, the war never stopped so it kind of that kind of is this um is happened at the same time as i started uh like disconnecting myself from Angolan music or African music, whatever I thought that would be. So I just followed my own path uh, towards electronic music and at the same time towards dance rock uh, music that I could DJ to. And uh, that was it. So it took me a while to go back and, and kind of to find a, a certain, not coherence, because I don't think that's a human quality, but more like consistency and and more rooted in my, my own... Um, 
hard and not necessarily just chasing whatever was was popping so yeah i grew up with this big blend and 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 now i feel happy with it because there was a moment where it was really confusing why would i like things that were so percussive or so oriented to dance and why would i like more that instinct more than necessarily a genre why wouldn't i be able to just decide that i was this type of guy and i needed so much uh, diversity and that made sense especially when i started looking at i don't know club scenes like manchester where that was part of the deal mixing black music with electronic and indie music and and more melancholy with carnival at the same time and 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 it all started making sense but it took a while it took a while definitely well and um as part of the angolan music um was kaduro something that was on your radar oh yeah uh since the first moments actually i think before kuduro was kuduro because kuduro is one of those things that it's like it's a name uh if you listen to the the first track that gave uh the name uh kuduro by tony amado it's not uh similar to to kuduro as we perceive it now so mm-hmm. it's like uh, listening to to send the metals to the reggae it's not necessarily what people associate to bob marley later on so yeah tony amado I, I I was not aware of the genre uh, before it started being talked about because there was no genre. It was just uh, dance music coming from Angola and it was mostly played with instruments. And then at some point it started being electronic uh, without me being aware of it, of it because I was a kid, but it was being mixed by DJs and I would listen to it at home. So my aunt used to play like club records that mostly were about electronic uh angolan uh, music or like traditional music done with electronic instruments with keyboards and stuff so it started going that way and i didn't know exactly what to call it it was just music from my aunt actually or music from the club that she would be in like kudisanga or something like that it was not a proper name for a janitor it was just the name of the club and then there was a moment where i started listening in the 90s where i started listening to kuduru and uh, it was not through Tony Amado, it was through other artists like Sbain and, and, and mostly Sbain, yeah. And, and a guy who was making copies of Sbain in Portugal named Ray Elder. He was just copying exactly what uh, Sbain would do. And that was really striking at the time. It was funny, liberating. Um, it looked like almost a joke, but uh, I didn't take it as just a joke. It was just something that would make me laugh and it would kind of connect me back with my childhood and the way me and my cousins would dance and and make fun of things uh, so it was it was it has a, it had a, an escapist thing to it but also a catharsis uh, going on and uh yeah we, we we were still under a civil war we we were fortunate to be in portugal but that conversation was always there and it looked like now that i look back like a natural way to deal with it um and uh so it was quite liberating and 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 fun uh if not funny at times um yeah so so it was very inspiring pretty much very inspiring and i started playing i remember i was playing house music at the time and in in some clubs and i felt like i would need to to find beats that would come come from i don't know djs like masters at work or others that would somehow be 
more not so linear not so square and more syncopated so i could feel that was a certain urgency going on that i could associate with uh, with those early kuduro records and even today for me it's quite easy to go back and forth between uh, that percussive house that was uh, coming from new york or elsewhere or even detroit uh, and and some things that you would listen coming out of angola it was not linear but uh, there was a connection to be made and, and and it took a while but but now it makes sense again it's like okay yeah this we were listening to each other we were we were paying attention to each other mostly us to the united states and the opposite but uh, again there was already information dna information going on between both and also i guess a human need to go back and connect with basic patterns and rhythms that we all need uh, people that are more sensitive to rhythm we know that it's not maybe we all need but some of us are more conscious conscious about it or because we study or because we definitely can see uh, because we play records or we play music and at some point you feel that there's a difference uh, of energy when you see a crowd dancing to certain things and to other things and some things that just resonate with everyone and then bring us to a place where we are more more part of something that makes us more together or something that is really special and it's almost it looks like new but it's not it's just uh it's just probably timeless or something like that and exciting at the same time so yeah discovering back that and discovering new ways of doing that was always something that kuduru kind of provided me like every time i would listen to a new kuduru production everything was there like a, a sense of stupidity which is essential for us to survive as humans but also a sense of deep uh I don't know, almost ancestral uh, references to rhythms, and and that was always there. The same thing with 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 house music and techno and all other forms, but mostly those. I, I could see them talking to each other, and that's what brought me to make electronic music. Because at some point, I felt that, especially in Angola, we were kind of because uh, that's also a human thing when you are too close to things. Sometimes you don't give them the proper value, and I felt that some of my fellow producers they were disregarding that connection with ancestral beats and they were more trying to go after what was being done in Europe or the United States and I felt we were disregarding a lot these references that are just there and if we don't if we don't replicate and add something to them they will get lost and that's like a very important piece of information about ourselves uh people uh growing up in Angola but also ourselves uh as humans so we, we need that information so i started like picking the, the, the that memory that i could uh, go back to and then trying to bring that to today's uh context so we would all, always evoke that and bring that to the conversation it's like it's like forgetting about certain words or forgetting about certain colors or movements or spices it doesn't make any sense we should be adding up and not subtracting things then we can make choices but it's good to have all the possibilities open so we make the the, the choices um cons with, with conscious and not just because we are not seeing all the possibilities mm, definitely having having all the ingredients to hand yeah um, yeah. <laughs> then, then you can go but, curry or go jindungu but it's good to have a taste <laughs> on all of them to see yeah this is the thing because if you think about spices it's like 
we all love curry and curry is not from Portugal or Angola or from England. And, and we need that in our lives and we need all sorts of spices. So, yeah, it, it comes from India, but it's good to have it here too. And it's good also to know where does it come from. So in terms of music, it's it's always great not to be talking about the genuine curry. It's No, it's just about the curry that you like. Maybe the one that you had at home, it's a bit different, but it's yours. And it's the one that your mother or father provided you. So it's But it's good to, to know all of that, to acknowledge your mom and dad and your family, but also where did it come from originally and why, in what context. And then you can go back and eat it um, the same way, eventually with more... I don't know with more with more uh, conscious about it so you can live it more fully and it's so yeah it's about bringing all the spices we 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 know that they are good and 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 eventually through food as with music but with through food I think with with food it's easier uh to bring us together to a certain context that can be eating and dancing and listening to music which again it's like all the basic things we probably would do thousands of years ago because before we started turning things into more complex trades and wars and fights and because if you really go back to basics it's about it it's about having nice food and and getting together and dancing and communicating to each other and yeah we just made it we just made it really complicated <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah but yeah but that's why what it is of the ingredients sort of ties well with what I was going to ask about next because the city of Lisbon quite often you hear it mentioned as being like uh, it, it has so many different ingredients because of the you know, the link with Angola the link with Cape, Cape Verde musically mm -hmm. and culturally it's a sort of melting pot um, mm -hmm. of a city I, so how did that that sort of environment help shape the, the Batida project and the first couple of albums that you put out yeah uh, I have to, to assume that my first album was really made more thinking about Angola than about Lisbon. My main inspiration comes from Luanda. Uh, my my artistic name, Batida, comes from compilations that you could buy on the streets and people would name them Batida something or Batidas, whatever. And I just thought it was the perfect portrait of how did I see myself that I'm always like collecting stuff that I relate with it, that I'm proud of, or that I really like. And I, and I, I like to share that with people and, and I include myself in it, not only as a curator, but as a creator. And that was the whole spirit about those compilations. So it was as much as about the need of personal like expression as it was about sharing, uh, and promoting others as it was about surviving because I do not come from a, from a wealthy family or even I, I, I'm just on my own. Uh, I'm thankful to my mom, of course, and to my grandparents, but I, but I grew up 
pretty much on my own with, with their sm possible support. Even their mind space was really occupied with, with themselves trying to survive here in a new country. So, yeah. So I grew up like that, but my inspiration was always more about this place where they came from and not and also me, but I couldn't remember that it was about Lisbon. But in Lisbon, I, I was not aware um, the city it was before I started traveling. And uh, when I started traveling to other countries uh, in, in professional context, I could see that, yeah, it, those other countries were great. I remember having almost like anxiety attacks the first time I went to London because the record stores were so uh, overwhelming compared to the ones that I had in Lisbon. So I was almost like sweating, really literally sweating because it was so much music and so many great things that I would like to take with me. Um, mm -hmm. So that was a really striking impression on the rest of the world. But then when I would come to Portugal, it took me a while to understand that I had enough records here in Portugal. It was really important for me to know what was going on in London or Manchester or Birmingham, in, in every Brighton, in, in every city, Bristol, in every city that where anything was happening uh, in Glasgow, but also in Chicago, in Detroit, in Sao Paulo, in Rio de Janeiro. Like there were a lot, Berlin, many cities were doing their own thing and they had a certain way of cooking uh, things. And some of them, and most of them, they would take people coming from abroad and, and they would create their own thing. And I think in Lisbon, we took a while to get to that point. I'm not sure if you are, we are there already, but we took a while. And uh, but that made me look to Lisbon as a, also a unique city, as opposed to being a poor version of all the others. It was like, no, 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 no. It's not as big as, but it's not that small. It's big enough. The weather is great, yeah, it's safe, uh, of course, and, and, and all those things we know, people are nice, the food is great, but artistically speaking, we are very poor, we don't have money, the government doesn't uh, invest as much in culture as we wanted to, but the talent is here, people are here, the context is here, and definitely it's different to have people coming from Ghana than having people from Angola, or people coming from Cape Verde as opposed to coming from Bali. So it's so Lisbon is different from Paris and it's different from London. It's different from all the cities because this, the, the, the mix, the blend is very unique. It's like with coffee or with a good wine or anything that people can relate more with. But it's it's like having a its own Creole or its own uh feijoada. It's it's the way like the ingredients may be um similar, but they are all different in the end. They are because they, they are made out of different contexts, different identities, and of course, in the end, by different humans. So, yeah, I think the city was more, it, it, it had like, maybe the downside is like the lack of money and the lack of self-esteem. So nothing that you make here first and that you and that is unique here, it's not necessarily a valuable thing for local people. Uh, the only reference was Fado. Because it was it was pushed by the dictatorship as something that is really and properly Portuguese, but then all the other art forms were seen like as poor versions of something else. So it was more like regarded as folk folklore. Uh, so yeah, so a guy like Bonga, who is uh, like uh, our own uh, Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield or whoever we want to point, is second to none. Is as good as. 
his first first albums are uh together with what's going on or any other record or any superfly that i can or any isaac Hayes record it's on the same section for me it's like amazing eventually closer because i i relate and i know more where, where it comes from but it took me a while to get there and for the Portuguese context, and even in Lisbon, it took, uh, I don't know, till today. Uh, I know he's now popular, but I still, I'm still not uh, sure about uh, the value that he that he gets. Uh, I'm not sure if he, he gets the exact same value. I, I'm not even sure if people give Marvin Gaye the exact value, but even in Lisbon, but because black music was, was kind of a blind spot during the dictatorship. But yeah, uh, yeah. To look at people like like Bonga, and then with others like Cesario, for example, and and to acknowledge them as as amazing people and artists, it took a while. French people did it first, and and Bonga was already recognized in in France as, as a chevalier de la culture. And here in Portugal, he's like a popular guy, valuable guy, charismatic person, funny person. But but I still lack uh, other adjectives. Uh, like unique, irreplaceable, I don't know, so many other things, a genius, uh, amazing performer, so many other things that, that he deserves. So yeah, Lisbon was inspiring because I, I grew up surrounded by all these people because Bonga was here, um, Cesario was here, and even Paulo Flores and other art artists are around me. So that's that's really inspiring. I could never have them if I was in a different city. And uh, so, so yeah, I, I'm I'm really, I'm not that inspired by Fado or really. I'm sorry, I should because it would be easier for me as a Portuguese. But I I, I don't really. Um, I connect more with 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 the melancholy that comes from Angola and even from Cape Verde, which is different. When you think about African music, it's always very upbeat and uplifting. We have that melan mel melancholy there, and and I, and, I, and I like that. But uh, or even I'm more inspired about Brazilian music than I am about this more typical um, mm. roots Portuguese music. Really, I, I I don't feel that as much. It's somewhere there. There are some artists that I love, but most of them are connected with Africa somehow, like Fausto or Zeca Afonso. They always have something going on uh, uh, and some relation with Mozambique or Angola at some point, or even with Cape Verde or Brazil. So that's where I like, and I'm looking to that side because I always have a globe and the globe is always shows me the Atlantic Ocean and Brazil in one side and the African continent on, on, on the right, Angola there and Portugal up there. And then you have America and you have United Kingdom over there. It, everyone is there. And this, this is this, this is the dialogue that I grew up with. Um, and that, that and Lisbon has a very historical, sad, but also strong uh, connection with all these countries because Portugal was the most effective slave trader um, among them all. So, yeah, this connection between India and East Africa, West Africa, Northern Africa, uh, UK, Brazil, and, and then also a bit of the United States. Uh, and lately, due to all the migrants that that, that the country uh, took from former colonies, but also that provided to other countries, this dialogue that happens a lot in, in Lisbon, it was something really unique and inspiring um, with all this uh, sad but strong story uh, that talks about slave trade, blood, people coming in and out, returning, and living and surviving and growing up together. So it's a very strong 
an old story and if we take it all like at once it's maybe too much but it's definitely inspiring and something really deep uh, for you to start working on whatever and if you put together your own history your own story things will be probably very interesting uh, if not only for yourself and your family but for others to listen because there's always lots of space for it to be unique i'm not just talking about on the very open and vague sense of that everyone is unique but more on the fact that yeah there are certain rhythms and certain tones certain words certain neighborhoods in lisbon that makes the city and each neighborhood and each family or yeah pretty much unique so it was really inspiring to grow up here yeah i love the light i love the people around me I love the fact that I grew up mostly around the city and not within the city. I just got there later and it was pretty much enough for me. I would go from there back to South Africa where my family was or Angola. And it was pretty much a lot already for me. That and, of course, all the top of the pops uh, references, that was a lot and still is. Of course, yeah. Um, I, I did a lot of research in... Uh, over lockdown when I was literally locked in this room uh, <laughs> yeah. into like, like African rhythm and African. I really wanted to find out about the electronic music styles in Africa. I'd heard uh, Kuduro mainly through Baracus on Sistema. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd heard like uh, GOM music you know, from, yeah. from South Africa. And I, I wanted to find more of that. And it was really strange, but probably very logical. Where you've got like you know, Kaduro scene, which sort of moves into the sort of the sort of Batida scene within Lisbon with all the guys like Marfox and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got in South Africa, you've got Common, I'm a piano, and there's a big scene of that in London. The colonial lines are still there, mm-hmm. but it's now an exchange of ideas. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to think of the point I'm trying to make here. <laughs> it's, uh, no. Yeah, um, you are amazed. You are probably, uh, just let me help you out, probably when you start studying and, and you start finding that things that are just new, not necessarily uh, uh, new versions of house or new versions of hip-hop, they are already new things on their own and some things are rooted in the diaspora and others are just original from there. Of course, there's always a dialogue going on, of course, but uh, and we are not, at least I don't see you like that and I'm not like preoccupied on finding uh, where it really started but uh, i don't i only make that point a strong point when people start i don't know centralizing things in just europe or america and that that's not fair because there's there's always a dialogue but uh, and and if we have to to go back definitely uh, i would prefer to start uh, in africa than to start in europe for all the reasons but for me it's always about the dialogue and sure the colonial relations make a big difference because you see a big difference between South African music and uh, Angolan music and the music scene in London and the music scene in Lisbon. They are different because the dialogues and the origins are different. But then there's a certain logic to it, uh, especially the the addition to of the electronic element and, and the, the addition of the city element because this form of organization that we have uh, in the northern hemisphere that we exported mostly as as they, they work these days yeah they, they they probably have an impact and the club culture and and those things so yeah but i do love uh, the the south african scene too and i do not make a, a huge difference between angola and south africa because 
because there was always that connection connection there for all the best and not not so good reasons the language the bantu language but also even more recently during the civil war there was this intermission of the apartheid regime in in, in the south of angola and and even today dj's it's very black coffee was just in Rwanda recently and there's always a big trade between them both and if you talk about afro house people immediately go back to south africa but there's a, an element of a certain type of groove that you can almost feel that it comes from angola then it inspires everyone but when it started you could feel like okay this is south african afro house and this is angolan afro house and they are very different as they are different from chicago house and it's i think it's so good to see that and internet brought us that possibility to be during a lockdown to be like sneaking uh to the continent because if it was like 10 years ago or 15 it would be really hard because there was no running water and there was no internet access today you have no running water but you still but you do have internet access so yeah you can be thriving and almost dying uh, on a, yeah every day surviving as as a human before you are a producer but you definitely can put your music over the web i'm talking about angola and you can spread things and as dj's are more aware of that and we are all kind of making an effort not an effort actually it's great just to discover new things and to add them to a to a set and to amaze the crowd because no one has heard that before and because probably in the northern hemisphere we are so i don't know oiled all the industry is, is working everything has to be consequent and sometimes uh, in angola or even in south africa people just make music just uh, almost as an identitary uh, survival strategy just like this is me this is just this is how i see myself this is my song and so sometimes music is used as it probably it was used before it's just like a way to saying this is me and this is my street and this is how i this is how i go by uh, every day and sometimes those people have no ambition to make a full career or to have uh, an agency or a booker or an industry around it's just just communication and that's why you keep listening to new things then things go to a scene and have they have a name blah 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 but uh, most of the time it's just about human relations and human creativity and and individual um expression so yeah i i i and I, I could i could see you easily getting totally amazed by what's going on south africa alone can can just occupy you for the rest of your life in terms of what's going on in terms of patterns yeah <laughs> it's a whole universe From from the the world music period of of African music being exported to 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 Europe, each country used to have a very specific sound. You know, there was. Mm -hmm. um, whereas now I noticed that the, you know the, the, the there could be as an ama piano track could be easily made in Nairobi as it would be in Johannesburg because 
I think with the internet, these sounds are spreading and weaving mm-hmm. their way through you know, a lot, a lot quicker. Yeah. But each each different sort of version of you know, an Ama piano beat is going to have a different, slightly different flavor, and it you know it, they don't sound like carbon copies. There's little elements that are like, oh well, that sounds a little bit different to the last track I heard sort of thing. So with the advent of, of the internet, as you were saying, it's a, it's a lot quicker for this music to travel and thankfully a lot easier to discover it as well. Yeah, yeah. And and if it all works well, uh, producers will fail on copying because you can listen to copies, of course, especially these days where you can buy a bank of samples or sounds and things are already done. So if you use, if we all use the same bank of sounds only, yeah, it will sound the same. But if we add one single element, it will sound differently. Just a voice will sound things uh, differently. Will will make things sound differently. Or any local instrument that you think it's African, but it's not. They, it will add up something or a different term machine. It depends. I, I always like to 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 rely on on failure in terms of us never being able to replicate exactly what we just heard. So. Yeah, so today the distance between the origin and the copy is, is can be really short, as you just said, because you are listening to this original. I'm a piano producer, so I can almost go back to the to the the, the origin and copy it. But um, yeah, so sometimes the distance is not that big. But if you start adding stuff, any stuff that you add will make things differently. The temperature in your city is different. The food is different. The way your body moves is slightly different. And I always remember like the, the history about reggae music and how they were trying to copy R&B records and how it, they failed um, in a way that it, it changed into sky and then into other things. So I always believe that not only the failure, the technical failure of things, but also the fact that we are not able to copy things exactly as they are uh, if it if it all goes well because some people some people are just obsessed with copying things and and making things exactly as almost like st- stealing uh the original soul of things that that's that's really scary for me uh people some people can do that of course but uh there's always even when you do that if you do that uh with a different intention, like going back to New Order, like if you listen to Blue, the Blue Monday track, that I go back to to that track like every year, um, and if you feel that the producers were trying to make it sound somehow like Sylvester, and the bass line was almost like a disco, or almost no, like exactly as a disco track, but it's great because it's a mixture between a very joyful disco track with a very depressive Manchester ambient, and the the, the, the guy that sings on top has nothing to do with Sylvester. So it's a completely different thing. Only the bass was eventually copied. So yeah, to copy things or to acknowledge inspirations from elsewhere, I think it's always great and it's a very healthy um, way of doing things. Uh, I'm just more worried as, as, I, as I keep talking when, when when things are just copied almost in a, in a, I don't know, in a psychopathic way, like you have no <laughs> relation with 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 the other reality, just like go there and like abduct the talent yeah. or whatever that is almost like an alien type of approach. That is really scary. But if we are just humans and we just keep playing and, and bringing ideas from there and cooking in our own way, it will always be enriching for everyone. And if Ama Piano is great in South Africa, why shouldn't 
people in Kenya be be able to do their own ama piano take on it because it's it's it seems like it's like with reggae like everyone plays reggae uh so why or everyone likes the tabla sound why wouldn't we be able to bring it to a hip hop track so yeah as long as it is i don't know respectful in in a way that you should credit or acknowledge it or at least if you even if you don't know it and and at some point someone tells you about it if you are humble uh in face of of all those inspirations i think it's always healthy and enriching uh if not sometimes also too but uh i, I always like to trace and go back and credit not in an obsessive way but in a fair way because it's cool to know that at some point people will still remember that ama piano came from uh south africa not for proper culture information the same way we know where the pyramids came from and no one took them from there and put them in las vegas uh that's something like that took the, the original pyramids and so <laughs> in, in a couple of years we wouldn't know where exactly oh the pyramids they are from vegas oh they are not they are that, from Egypt. it's not very important but it's kind yeah it's kind of easy it's just yeah. a bit of history it's it's cool well that, that was something i was i was wanting to chat to you about was uh, in terms of like sampling i i think maybe it was one of your radio shows you mentioned that you've used an african music archive to get angolan music somewhere in berlin i think is that right uh yeah the, the archive is, is is in south africa right oh. now but the guys that are working with it are uh, based in london they are the beating heart uh records uh label and uh yeah they they made me they put me through with 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 the museum because they were trying to one of one of the, the people involved is connected with with Duke Tracy the the, the 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 person that that started collecting sounds from all different african countries and uh, what he wanted to do was to make that archive available to producers to sample in a legit way and 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 uh, and to be able to make that archive to be always alive and not necessarily just very well conserved and dead um in in cape town so it's it's a good way to make it work as as with anything it's like instead of making it something that you can steal or you you should steal because no one replies or you don't know exactly who to contact if you contact directly the the the, the museum and the archive they will give you access to it and then you just have to 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 do the things that you should do like paying crediting and and and, and and assuming that relationship because it should be a respectful at the least and eventually a love relation which is my case mm, certainly because i think in that case you're 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 using the music in context you can provide context to it sure I think sure there was there was like a i remember you know, maybe in the early days of dance music there was a a big craze of just taking african or indian or any <laughs> foreign vocal yeah. or sample and just stick it on top yeah. of a four four house beat um you know going to sort of almost like the politics of sampling like there is no no yeah. context there and yeah. i'm sure half the times the guys who sampled it probably didn't even know what it was saying so they could have been using something that was used for a funeral or some of that and put it on top of like yeah. a, um, and we were and we all were really happy with that so in the end it was positive but again we can do it better it's like using the i have a dream sentence without providing the the rest it's like okay we all had a dream because when we sleep we all dream at some point so you can use it the i have a dream thing for any situation 
for a morning show, for a morning house trek, an after hours or whatever, a sunset trek. Mm-hmm. Because I have a dream always connects everyone. Like, oh, I also had a dream, actually. Yeah, but it's not about necessarily a random dream. It's a specific dream of this guy trying to bring these people together and to change a whole country and eventually the world. So it's a shame that you lose all the, the rest of the explanation. So it's cool to know exactly uh especially when it's not in English, where does it come from and, and and why it was used in that way, even if artistically, then you can do the opposite. But at least you had that opportunity to to give it a context. And if you believe in other things, uh, I think I do. I, 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 as with spices, I think it's cool to bring and to evoke different uh, type of powers. So if you bring curry into the conversation, you want to have a certain effect. And if you bring a talk about someone uh, someone's funeral or someone being born i think it's a bit of there's a bit of a difference there so it, i i like to know where does it come from i'm i'm, I'm i have to assume that of course I, I have already sampled tracks that i didn't knew exactly what they were saying especially when i started i knew the context i knew that it was angolan i knew most of things but i i didn't knew all things about it because it was mostly about the feeling but then I can always say like, yeah, but I, I'm a golden and I, and I, I and I know some things. Of course, of course, I can say that. But but it's not only that. It's sometimes you just feel things and you think that they, they sound right. And worst, I, I think in the end, if that's the, the thing for me, it's good enough. If you are like, if your heart is just screaming that you should use this in this, just use it. Just forget about all the bureaucracy and anyone that will try to school you about proper and ethics so just do it mm-hmm. and then we'll see because um, yeah some things they are just they are just they are just like that they are just good i don't know like like a, i don't know like a sentence like oblati oblada life goes on maybe it's just that it doesn't have to be like a, a big thing about it it's just what it is and 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 some things are, are just like that they're just simple and minimalistic they don't have to be all, always profound always political always but you should again instead of subtracting when you do that you should you you could offer yourself the possibility to add up so if you like that sample that voice for me it's very interesting to go and okay so where was it recorded who recorded it what language is this and what they are saying and then try to find someone that speaks a language and try to understand it's not going obsessive about it just just to be i don't know maybe present about it and respectful once you are using someone else's thoughts and feelings i think it's 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 cool to 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 credit in the same way people credit the bible and and all sorts of books all the time why shouldn't we credit whatever it was recorded orally coming out of the continent especially um the african continent or the south american uh continent uh because uh yeah there's always this kind of sense that we can we can just sample it's et- it's ethnical it's exotic it's different and it's just me putting a light on a different part of the planet yeah do it but do it like put the light exactly where you want to and not just all over the african continent it's too big to be talking to be talked about in that perspective so yeah just do it Oh, but but it's but everyone is enjoying it. Okay, so cool. That's that's cool. So, but maybe you wouldn't do any harm if you say that try, that uh, specific sentences. Maybe it will open different ideas or images in everyone's heads uh, because people probably are not adding any image to it. Maybe they are just seeing a lion or something like that, <laughs> or I don't know, a big 
uh, landscape with no one there. I'm not sure. So maybe we can add up some information to that. Uh, if not, it's okay, but it can be it can be more interesting than that. But then again, it depends on the artist. It depends on the person. And uh, I try not to be too moralistic about it. I just think that doing minimalistic stuff, it's great. Uh, with no references, it's okay. If it works, it works. If it's honest, it's honest, it's fine. But then it's not so much about subtracting value to that. It's more like adding up layers to it if you want to. But usually my experience tells that if you don't talk as much as I'm talking right now, and if you just stay focused on the right chords and the right sentence and the right sound, it may reach out and resonate with more people than just keep talking as I, as I do. live show uh, a few years ago now it was in Barcelona uh, probably 2015 maybe um, with Conono no it was I, just me with, with the guys alone probably with the band so there was yourself you had a, a controller which looked like a sort of petrol can uh, there was a drummer there was yeah some like an oil can that's the one yeah one thing I realized with that performance was because a big video screen and have everything, having everything there sort of provide a lot of context about the music we were listening to, um, particularly for the track Bazooka. I must admit I was a little bit naive about the the meaning of the track Bazooka when I first listened to it, when I was DJing with it. I sort of saw yeah. it as being Bazooka, as in this is a dance floor bomb. You know, this this will set the dance floor off. And then, of course, it yeah. is, it's a song about war. And seeing that on on the stage... Gave me gave me the context of the track. It actually made me want to discover a little bit more about what it was all about. You know, to go down the rabbit hole a little bit and find yeah. out what the meaning of this was. So, yeah, I, I wanted to speak about your live performance. Um, maybe first, um, the the geek in me wants to know what what was that controller doing? Uh, it's just a, again, it's it's just a MIDI controller. But as a, instead of just having a a sophisticated look, what I did was I. I think it's like we are talking about it, so it, it it had this purpose of us talking about it. So instead of me just having a random drum machine or any other electronic bit, I thought that it would be nice to have an object that could relate with uh, with what I'm doing. So it's uh, oil cans are very present in my imaginary. Uh, if I think about Angola or even South Africa. It's like uh, something that you do a lot of craft with because you don't have many things. You have wood and you have plastic or waste and then you have oil cans. And so 
I like oil cans. Um, I don't like oil, but I like oil cans and graphically and everything about oil cans. I, I like them. So that one, it took me a while to find. I was looking for one that was from the 70s. So that's how I, I obsess if I can go. <laughs> I was looking for one from the 70s and I found it um, because, yeah, I think it's again, it's like oil can do so much harm to the whole planet and especially in these countries that I'm talking, especially Angola, like Angola has loads of water, more water than most of the countries in the world. We have lots of green grass. We have plenty of animals. Still, 90% of the economy is about oil and and, and 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 it should be like some, I don't know, some way to, to distribute money uh, across everyone. But no, it, it just attracts uh, mm. demons and bad uh, bad natures about people and misery and so yeah it's kind of an object that has that kind of it's like almost having devil and and god on the same thing so it it's dirty it's full of blood but at the same time you can transform it in, in into music so it's again it's almost like a magical way of looking at it the way i i look at it so i bought this oil can um i was looking uh, um i was looking for one everywhere on ebay blah 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 and then i ended found founding that specific oil can in lisbon which was funny because it's not from here but it was here somehow and someone wanted to get rid of it and i wanted that specific oil can, oil can. so i bought it and then i mixed it with, with it with a, an instrument that i use a lot which is a midi fighter and the way you play it is like almost the same way you play a ambira or a kisange like a tam piano it's the same thing um I have to explain this and, and then I can use that to play whatever I want to. And 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 most of the times I have to explain what that is. But for example, when I started playing with Konono, I did an album with him and I jammed with him for a while. And I didn't have to talk with I didn't have to explain anything about the the instrument, which was really like that's where I where I feel like okay, this is this is it. These guys are coming from Kinshasa. Kinshasa is closer, close to Luanda than any other city. So, yeah, uh, the reality is pretty much the same about garbage and about uh, kisanges and bidash. Uh, the, the instruments are have the same uh, way of working, but they just have a different name. Um, and uh, they, they call it likembe, I call it kisange. And when I took it from my bag, they started laughing immediately, like, ah, and when I started playing, they were laughing all the time. So they didn't take it seriously. But then when they heard the sound, they're like, oh, I want to play that. And, and I did all sorts of things. I, I put like sub basses on it so we could add sub basses playing the same way they would play the Likembas. But I also sampled the Kononos Likembe and I put it put it there so we could play it also uh, with different effects and but but the the good the good thing was like the first impact the instrument had on them was to make them laugh and and to connect with oh that's kind of uh, our instrument but in a very uh, different and stupid way eventually and they just laughed about it so yeah that's what it is it's a way to communicate with commons with people like Konono and they're like yeah we know that where you know where you come from or with yourself like mm -hmm. I want to know more about it so it's it's to provoke this dialogue maybe sometimes it's just with one person but that's what you need just one person and then that person talks with another person and that's it so yeah it's ambitious but it's not it's just about that person in the in the audience that will find it interesting or that kid that will just come to me and want to hit a button that happens a lot so it's a way to communicate that instrument and it's a way for me to be on stage 
instead of being behind a big balcony with lots of buttons and impressive modular connections uh it's more about the, this is just me with 16 buttons uh making this happen 16 buttons uh, times four so this is this is what it's 64 uh buttons um happening right here and this is it this is just me pushing buttons but instead of being behind the deck it's just me involved physically with the uh, with the with the with the performance that I'm trying to put on and closer to people and yeah and more simplified as opposed to having loads of stuff so it's just this thing connected to a computer and this is it so trying to keep it as as more minimalistic as possible as opposed to perfect eventually bazooka Next time on Place and Time, I continue my chat with Pedro, discussing dance and movement, his radio show, and how he put together his latest album, Neon Colonialismo. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs>